0: Welcome to the Nitty Gritty. We're here to talk about the most important aspects or practical details of a subject or situation. We get asked all the time how to communicate and meet the needs of our children in all various ages and developmental stages. How do we navigate the challenges and life struggles, learning challenges, and most importantly, how do we talk to our children about living a life with Jesus? While we both have read a plethora of books, listened to all the podcasts, and have a beautiful community with an abundance of support and wisdom, when it comes to the nitty-gritty heartache of parenting, the only source that remains true to help us navigate is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that guides us, nourishes, sustains, and gives us everything we need.
1: So no matter where you are in life, what you're doing, where you're at in your journey, we hope that this is a space where you can relate, feel seen, and just have a moment to rest in Jesus.
0: So a lot of the things that we've been talking about is how we're a child of God and you know, I don't think, I think it's like God's funny sense of humor to remind me of what things are like through plants. (laughs) And, um, so much in the Bible talks about plants, the plant analogies, whatever. And, you know, he knows that we can connect to things through nature. He created it that way. And he, he created creation. Yes. For us to enjoy, but also for us to learn from, and for us to see his love for us in the growing process. And, um, a lot of my life has been trying to get plants to grow and they die. <laughs> it's really hard but for me to keep that them alive. living water that soaks that seed and that death falls off. And the more time we spend with him and he waters our life, that's where the growth is then going to come. And as we grow, we are no longer filled with this death feeling. We're filled with this life. God for me to keep them alive? Um, but it's teaching me the process and every plant needs something different Mm. and every one of us needs something different. Yeah. Every one of us grows differently. Every one of us is planted somewhere different. Mm -hmm. Um, but what's the same about plants is they start from a seed. And as I'm thinking about this, um, It just reminds me of what Lily was sharing with me as we were on our walk. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, But I want to start by reading this verse from Psalm 1. It says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. So the other day, it was a weekend. I was tired. We didn't really have a whole lot on our agenda for the day or plans for the day, but we had a very busy week. And very rarely on a weekend do I not have plans for us, and I mean, my husband and i i mean he jokes all the time of like, "Okay, what do you have planned for us today?" <laughs> um but this particular day I didn't. I was just like, "Let's just embrace the day and rest mm-hmm. and um but Lily says to me, "Mom, will you go on a walk with me and I wanted to rest in my mind. What rest meant was I can just sit and not do anything and just all of us be okay doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. But kind of took a deep breath in that moment and what, you know, God is showing me to be present with my kids and realize I don't want to miss that opportunity because if she's asking for me, it wasn't in a needy way. She wanted to spend time with me. Mm -hmm. And it was while Maybe part of me wanted to sit and do nothing. I just was like, also very quickly, yes, I'm going to go on this mm-hmm. walk with you. Mm-hmm. And she starts just talking to me about different things that God is showing her. And so to connect it to this, she basically was talking about how inside of us is like this seed, and every seed starts off dead and lifeless. Mm-hmm. There is this protective coating around the outside of it that is lifeless. And God designed that process because these seeds have to be able to go through a bird's digestive system as it's bringing that seed somewhere else before it can break down mm. to then plant somewhere else. So this this process of death and protection around the seed is a necessary process for these plants. Mm-hmm. But if we think about our own life and how we start, we start as the seed that is is covered with lifelessness it's death but what happens with a seed is it has to be soaked in order for the outside to then fall off Mm -hmm. gradually and it takes it's a process it doesn't just happen immediately when you soak that seed it takes sometimes several days depending on the seed longer than that for it to finally fall off and then after that falls off then there's the sprout and there's the growth process Mm -hmm. and so Lily tells me this seed inside of us feels so dark and heavy sometimes and it just, it feels like death. But the more we spend time with Jesus, it's like he replaces, he doesn't just leave us empty inside and dig that pit out. He replaces it with his life that is no longer rotten, but that can actually produce a fruit. And every seed like propagates differently, but they all are meant to reproduce and grow more. And so in our life, we need to allow God to saturate us in his love. So we get rid of that death and we can produce life. And I don't know about you, but I read this verse and I'm like, that's what I want. I want to be like that tree that's planted by a stream of water that yields its fruit in season The fruit doesn't happen overnight. There's a cultivating process. There's time that it takes to bear the fruit. But when God does transform my heart, it's going to you know, the, the popular verse, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, Mm -hmm. patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, Mm -hmm. gentleness, self-control. Those fruits are going to grow the fruit of the spirit, not the Mm -hmm. fruits. (laughs) They're not peaches. (laughs) Yeah. It's the fruit that grows for my life because I am allowing God that space to transform me. Yeah. And that means that The leaves are not going to wither and die when the storms come. Mm -hmm. Whatever I do is going to prosper because I'm allowing God's love to transform me. And I want to pray this over us. Mm -hmm. And there was a verse that you were talking about that was talking about. um, Yeah. John 15.
1: uh, I'll start at one. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So that it, I'm like, so that it will be even more fruitful. That's just one through two. I want to stop there really quick. Yeah. It's like he cuts off the branches that don't bear fruit, but you're still getting pruned, mm-hmm. even the ones that
0: do bear fruit. Yeah, because whatever we water in our life is going to produce something, right? And not all of the fruit's going to taste yummy. You have to get right. rid of sometimes you know more about plants than I do. But I mean, enough, to, I know I'm learning a little bit enough to know that like, sometimes you have to cut off the things that look sort of good, right? So that the ones that really are
1: thriving can get the energy to it. Oh, totally. Yeah. I've learned so much about that. And I realized, <laughs> like you said, you're like, I have a hard time keeping plants alive. I had a black thumb until like literally <laughs> three years ago. And it was like this resurgence of, ah, oh, this makes so much sense of like how to do this. And like, for example, we had this uh, nectarine tree. We have it in our yard. The people before us never watered nothing. Everything was overgrown in like a dead way, though. Mm-hmm. And so I started pruning it, and Morgan's like, no, let's leave this branch over here. I was like, no, dude. Like, I'm reading this book. It's telling me how to do this. I'm following these instructions. Then the next year, it was like looking pretty good, but I pruned it again. Morgan kept going, like, what the heck? Anyways, this is year three, and we produced a buttload of these nectarines that were the juiciest, the sweetest, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it took three years to get here, Yeah, but, like, how sweet it is now that, like, we cut off those branches that were – I was like, oh, this branch is going really – it was, like, not going up, and they talk about how, like, everything has to go up and how you snip it even has to point in towards the tree – blah 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 blah. so I had to, like, cut off this branch, and now it, like, grew back another branch that's, like, even bigger and fluffier, and anyways, it's just, yeah. So, yeah, I was just like, whoa, he's cutting off branches that don't bear fruit, but also, like, you're still going to get pruned.
0: Yeah. Like, even if you are bearing fruit, Uh you're still going to get pruned. Right, and it's not a fun process. No. 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 So, verse three. But it doesn't kill us. No. It's not, the pruning doesn't destroy us. Right. No, it's it's good for us. It's good for us. Yeah. And we have to accept that sometimes it it's humbling and it it hurts to change our ways. Yeah, but it's good for us and it's good for the people around us, but that's the laying down the pride, yep, and the need to be in control mm-hmm. and the lie that says I'm perfect the way that I am. Right. Right. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Verse three, you are already clean
1: because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So that's, again, John 15, 1 through 4. It goes on. It's a little bit repetitive, so I'm going to just stop there. But, yeah, like, if you think about, like, a branch that you cut off and then you you'd be a moron to go outside and check it every day is the fruit grown on that branch like uh-huh. no you have to remain in jesus in in the trunk in the in the base uh-huh. so that the nutrients and the
0: water and everything
1: will go to there so then you get that orange you get that
0: yeah nectarine that peach right where we get the the pure yummy ripe fruit that grows in a healthy garden and healthy soil, not the nasty stuff that gets taken off too early and shipped to the grocery store I was and doesn't just actually say taste that. doesn't actually taste like the fruit's supposed to taste. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sour. Yeah. I mean or mealy. we were just <laughs> We're giggling because we were literally just having this conversation about how picking some, good fruit, picking good fruit, and how to do that. And sometime like I think we we live in a world where a lot of people are just satisfied with the fruit that's at the grocery store and don't really know what good fruit tastes like. Yeah, and I and God wants to show us that He has something so much better. Yeah, and we don't need to settle for the sour, unripened fruit just because that's what the world is trying to give us. Yeah, go back to the the garden of abundance that he has planted Mm -hmm. and that he is doing in our life and give it time. Don't try to force the fruit. Don't try to, Oh God's doing this. So I must be using this to bless the world now, but it's not ready. Right. Right. Like the fruit needs time to develop. And then in God's timing, he's going to use that fruit to bless other people. Yeah. So it's not only God's work in us, but it's, it's meant to bless others and it's meant to serve others so that they can then take it and they can bless the world too. But that's remaining in him and abiding in him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I've, I've experienced when I'm like just forcing it and then afterwards I'm like, Oh man, I did not listen to God. (laughs) I did not wait. I was impatient and like, it didn't have that sweetness Mm -hmm. that I was after. That I like wanted so badly. It was like, I just took it into my own hands. So yeah, I've been there. Yeah, It's hard to wait.
0: Mm-hmm. It's hard to wait those three years. And sometimes it's exhausting and it feels like work. It's like, why does it feel like I'm like, why does it take so much effort to live this life for God? I mean, I think that's like such a, natural thought process Mm -hmm. while we're waiting because we want to see a result. And so I think so many people miss out on that fruit because then they start looking into other things to satisfy them. Mm -hmm. Oh, my life isn't bearing any fruit right now. This is really hard. I'm going through some really hard things. So I'm going to go take some yoga classes that help me meditate and feel at peace (laughs) instead of... Realizing that you can take some deep breaths and meditate on God's word and his promises. Mm -hmm. Instead of escaping our brain, we can actually activate and focus on who God is. And it doesn't have to be exhausting. It can be filling. Mm -hmm. Did I just go on a tangent? No. (laughs) I mean, slightly. Insert Uh, opinion But it wasn't a long tangent. (laughs) It was a short tangent. Insert opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, did you want to pray the verse? Um, or were we just talking about it? Well, let's always end in, in prayer. Do we want to do we want to pray the uh, That's what like I mean. Psalm 1? Or do we want to do the Abide in the John? Read the Psalm um, 1 again. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. And then yours is about abiding in God. Why don't you pray for us? And okay. Just, you know, my prayers that we would be planted by the living water of Jesus mm-hmm. and we remain in him. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you, Lord God, that you are our source. And even in times where we feel like we got this, we know what's going mm-hmm. on, that we would quickly remember that it comes from you. It does not come from our own self. I pray, Lord God, that when we are excited about something, when even you've spoken a word to us or, or given us a desire or a passion or a calling towards something, that all we have to do is just abide in you. It's just to sit with you and you will open the doors at the right time at the right moment I thank you that we would remember that we cannot bear fruit without you the true fruit comes from you and that we would not look around at the world and say why is it so easy for them why do they have this how come they're you know bearing this fruit Well, we know the true fruit that comes from you God and what is important, that we would
0: not lose sight of that. That I just envision these plants that turn towards the sun as it shines on them. And you can see some of these plants, their branches will start to to bend and reach in the direction where the, the warmth and the sun is shining. And when the sun sets, sometimes the flowers close and those branches kind of fall. Lord, I pray that we would turn towards you, that you would be like that sunshine on our face, that we would reach to you, that our life would be opened up to you, help us to be a blessing to others. Amen. Amen. So the next verse that we are going to pray together is from Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read verses 4 and 5 in a couple different versions. NIV says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice! Exclamation point. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Can you read the tpt version of it be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life let
1: your joy overflow and let gentleness be seen in every relationship for our
0: lord is ever near before praying this i want to give a little bit of context because there's a popular verse that if you've been following jesus for um, any number of years you've probably heard it a lot and I heard it a lot growing up, and while I don't think it was ever presented to me to create shame, I think the enemy used it to create shame. And the verse is, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I always took it as this instruction of, like, don't be anxious. Right. If you're anxious, you must not be walking with the Lord. Right. Right. And what God has shown me in years of being free from that shame is this verse was never telling me I was sinning if I was anxious. Mm -hmm. It was giving me instructions on what to do when I'm anxious. Mm -hmm. That it is not because I am an anxious person and I need to give up being anxious. It was... God in his gentleness, understanding we are going to feel anxious and giving us a tool to free us from that anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a mistake that the verses right before say to rejoice in the Lord always. What I have discovered in walking this out is the freedom from anxiety It's not begging God to free me from anxiety. The freedom from anxiety comes from praising Him when I feel anxious. Mm -hmm. So to rejoice in Him always, to rejoice, to be joyful. Not to be happy, yeah. not to yeah, was be just calm and everything <laughs> because it says, and then the like with thanksgiving by prayer and petition, plead to God, please, I'm going through this. I confess that I'm going through this, and then be thankful. Thank you, God, that you're here. Present your requests to Him. I need your help. I feel helpless. And then the peace of God, which transcends all. Our ability to comprehend, our ability to yes. understand, that's what's gonna protect our heart and our mind mm-hmm. through praise. And so. And when Danielle says
1: that the, the peace that transcends like what we can comprehend, I remember that was very confusing to mm-hmm. me for a long time as well. And what it basically, like, you know, something really crappy is happening in your life and you're kind of just like, I should be much more upset about this, but I'm not. That's what that verse is saying. Yes, absolutely. You just have that. You should be more upset, but you're not. That's the peace that surpasses your understanding. Like that, we there's no way we can understand why we're not. Yep. That way, except yeah. for that,
0: that is the peace that God has given us. Right. It's like have you ever walked alongside a friend who's going through a really hard time? Yeah. Something tragic has just happened, and the world wants to say oh, this person's in denial. They haven't really faced the hard thing. But if that person's walking with the Lord, it's actually the peace that is protecting their heart and they're able to Mm -hmm. rejoice and testify of God's goodness, even though the circumstances make it seem like their life is falling apart. God is holding it together. And so I want to pray this over us to rejoice in the Lord always, no matter what no matter what, rejoice. I will say it again, rejoice. And there's an exclamation point. Yeah. I love that. Exclamation point. It's there for a reason. Punctuation is crucial. (laughs) Any writers or editors out there, punctuation is key. There is an exclamation point. Rejoice. And then let your gentleness be evident to all. For the Lord is near. God is here. He is with us. And so no matter what is going on, when i feel all riled up and anxious because something feels out of control in my home. Right. I can realize, oh, Jesus is right here with me. Right. And so I can respond gently. Right. I don't have to respond out of defense or offense. Or I don't have some self-preservation to protect myself. I can be gentle. Yeah. I feel like you have something that that it, profound to it say. It reminds <laughs> me,
1: I don't know if it's profound, but Matthew 6, this just goes right along with it. 627. So, which one of you, by worrying, could add anything to your life? Ooh. And I love that verse. And that verse has come up a lot for me because I struggled with anxious thoughts, anx- anxious tendencies. Um, me and Danielle talk about how like we don't have anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's not my anxiety. It's not, it to doesn't possess. belong to us because yeah. that's not a part of, again, our identity. That's yeah. not who I am. Right. But I can struggle. With anxious thoughts, I can mm-hmm. struggle with anxiety, but it is not who I am. Yep. But anyways, it's like if you really sit down and just think about this verse, like, if, and I've thought about any time that I've worried about anything, it has never added anything mm-hmm. to my life. It's a waste of time. It's a such a waste of time, and that's not to say that. You can't be concerned or worried about someone, but quickly turning that to God and being mm-hmm. like, okay, like the, like you said, you're, the chaos or whatever's happening in your house. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I have a choice right now. But like, I can respond gently. I can mm-hmm. respond not out of
0: anxiousness. Can we talk about how powerful it is to choose something? Yeah. Like, I think people forget that they get to actually choose what they do with their life. I like, am so passionate about that. I'm like, yeah. so much stuff can happen in your right. life, but you have a choice. It, are you gonna say that it's happening to me? I'm a victim. Right. Or are you gonna choose to allow God's strength mm-hmm. to heal you and walk you through it? Are you mm-hmm. gonna choose to be gentle? Are you like we always that is the that is the part of our relationship with Jesus that is so powerful that sets it apart from Any other religion, any other religion tells us that it's about our works and about how we have to be holy Mm -hmm. and we have to work our way to achieve some kind of enlightenment or approval. Yeah. And God says we are already approved and Mm -hmm. we are chosen, but he puts the choice on us in our free will of, are we going to choose to walk with him Mm -hmm. or not? Yeah. We have the power to choose. Yeah. It's like like all those popular kids books right now. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. yeah. Which way are you going to – oh, my favorite is like the What Would Danny Do books. Have you done those with your kids? No. They're so great because it's like Danny is this boy and he ends up in these like crazy situations where how is he going to react to the fact that his little brother just took all his cars away from him? And you can choose, is Danny going to – Tell his brother, like, hey, those are mine. I don't care that you took those from me. And he still addresses it with boundaries, but calmly. And then you get to flip to the page that talks about how he addressed it that way. Or is Danny going to choose to throw the cars at his brother and yell and stomp? And then you get to see the result of that Mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. Our walk with Jesus is like that every single day. Mm -hmm. Everything we go through, we get to choose. Mm -hmm. Are we going to let our gentleness be evident? To all around us. Are we going to choose to rejoice? Mm-hmm. It's like the cliche, mm-hmm. cliche choose joy. Right. It actually is a choice. Right. We have that power. Right. To choose to do the right thing. Totally. We cannot define ourselves by the hard things we've been through. Right. And say that everything is a mental illness. <laughs> that we, yeah. right? Like, Hard things happen to us right. and we get to choose are we going to live in the hard thing. Right. And mental illness is real. Oh, 100% For mental sure. illness is real. That's, yeah, that's not what I'm saying. No, I and know. you know I just, that, but I people listening clarify. probably, they don't know this. Right, so, right. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> They're getting to know you. <laughs> They're getting to know me. Mental illness is real and that's yes. not what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But not everything is a mental illness. Correct. That's what I'm saying. You can't just put it under that blanket statement. Right. It's like when people say, like, well, this is just who I am. Right. And you're like, so
1: you're basically saying you have no desire to change. Right. Or better yourself. That's exactly what it is. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 So, let's pray this. Okay. All right. right. Um, Lord, it is hard to praise sometimes. I confess that it is really hard praise when my body feels locked up because Mm -hmm. of what's happening around me my spirit feels clenched my hands feel clenched it's hard to access my breath I want to become defensive I want to respond or react I want to react instead of respond but Lord, I thank you that you do tell us in your word that we can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives us that strength. And I acknowledge that it requires strength to choose to do things your way instead of doing things my way. And Lord, there are some people that naturally are have the gift of having a gentle spirit through things. And there's people that struggle to have that gentle spirit. And so I thank you, Lord, that Um, We are all different. We are all wired different. And these verses are going to resonate differently with us. But I praise you right now in this moment together. Let us collectively just pause in your presence and bring praise to you because you are our creator. You are worthy of our praise. Lord, you love us. You choose us, so I want to choose you. I thank you that you give us that choice, that you've given me that choice, that in every situation I'm facing, I can choose to ask for your guidance and to make the choice to do things your way, or I can choose to do things my way. And, Lord, there's consequences either direction because every action has a result and a reaction to it. Mm. And so, Lord, I, um, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that your joy can be made complete in me. I pray for your peace to cover any part of us that feels unsteady or unstable right now. Like a gentle breeze, I pray that you would just blow that peace into the situation and calm the nerves, calm the defensive response in our body. May we rejoice always, no matter what's happening. And may that praise to you produce a gentle response that considers others above ourself. That is truly what love is when we are putting other people's needs before ours. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. Thank you that you are peace. We praise you. We worship you. May we rejoice in you always. I say it again, rejoice. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done for us and that you are more than enough. Let all of these requests be done. Amen. Amen.
1: Okay, so it's my turn. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Lectio Divina uh, novice, <laughs> but not. And I don't who know. knows if
0: we're actually, I mean, quite honestly, it's like, are we doing Lectio Divina according to the actual Lectio Divina way? Right. You know, I think it's, you know, a fancy way of talking about praying scripture over ourselves. Yeah. So All right.
1: No more dawdling. My turn. <laughs> <laughs> so a verse that I think of when I like to like I like to read this verse because it reminds me I'm just going to read it okay first Corinthians 13 <laughs> love is incredibly patient love is gentle and consistently kind to all it refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance I'm reading from the TPT version which is the the passion translation. the passion translation Um, love does not traffic in shame or in disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. I'm going to read one more version, which is NIV, which is the most popular, I feel like, that this verse Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It does not. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So when I read this, I don't know, it's probably some I've heard it multiple times, whether it was a podcast or a pastor speaking. At that every was, wedding that you've ever gone to,
0: <laughs> whether people believe in Jesus or not, they right. talk about it. I feel is. like this is a
1: pretty, um, a verse that you might have heard, right? Um, but something that one pastor said was insert your name where it says love. Because when we're reading love, you can also read it as um, like, this is God. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus does not envy. Jesus does not boast, right? So then now I put Shell. Shell is patient. Shell is kind. And it quickly shines a very bright light or a gigantic mirror back to you of like, whoa. Like, am I doing all of these things? We can't be all these things all the time. We are human. But am I working towards this? Is this what I... Is this a becoming a practice in my life of... Being patient, being kind, not envying, not boasting. And so this would be a perfect, um, I feel like very, um, not easy, but what is it? like? Practical? Not, uh, uh, not, not intimidating. Oh, um, sure. Verse that you could take where you just take your name and you just put it in there. And you can even say, God, like, help me to be patient. Mm, That's good. Help me to be kind. Mm. Please help me not to envy and not boast. And then if you Mm -hmm. think of things in that moment, even it could be a workspace thing of like, oh, like, I just boasted about this, you know? Then that's a, a beautiful time of, like, confession to God of, like, please forgive me for that. And then praying for opportunity to maybe speak to people about, like, what you did. Like, in this day and age, I feel like, people don't want to admit when they're wrong. They just want to find another way to cover up what they did with Mm -hmm. something else, with an excuse Mm -hmm. or whatever, but a beautiful, a beautiful thing can really just kind of like own it. And, and when we think of those things, just ask God for that forgiveness Mm -hmm. and then pray that, that scripture and that truth, like replace it with what you did and say like, I I don't want to be, I don't want to be proud. I want to be, I want to be humble. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I answer something really quick?
0: It makes me think too is maybe after you've prayed this over yourself, you notice that you used restraint with your words Mm -hmm. and didn't act selfishly. And Mm -hmm. so after you've like – as you're learning to pray these scriptures, it can be, thank you, God, you yeah. gave me patience. Yes. Thank you, God, that I was kind. Yes. And it can be a form of praise. Yeah. Not always this place of desperation of, oh, I did something wrong. Mm. But yep. thank you, God, and recognizing that he's doing a good work inside of you. Yes. And changing your heart. Yes. To love. Yeah. No, that's so great.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to be like uh, going towards the negative of like, I did this and God helped me be this. Yeah. But it's like, oh, hey, there's a small step that like, I didn't say this. I didn't, yeah. I didn't act on this right. feeling or, you know, whatever it is that w- wanted to come out of my mouth. Right. But um, yeah. So anyways, that's uh, 1 Corinthians 13,
0: uh, 4 through 8. Can you walk us through that in a prayer? Like, can you pray that over us right now as we're, you know, we're spending time away from our families for the ne- next couple of days um just being in god's presence in nature and prayed over any of our friends that are listening just as a a word of encouragement and again like modeling what it looks like to yeah. pray that yeah. yeah great oh thank you heavenly father for
1: your scripture thank you that it is alive every single day it is mm-hmm. new and that it is not boring because we go through different seasons and we read maybe the same scripture or different scripture and it's just going to it's going to pop out to us differently i guess just like in any scenario like what happens us to happens to us in life we might respond differently one day if we're tired or this or that but i thank you lord god that you accept us as we are and when we come to you you have this beautiful life giving word that we are able to digest, receive, and even speak over ourselves. So, God, we thank you. I just want to thank you, Jesus, that you are so patient. You're so patient with me. I've known you for a long time, and I've made mistakes, and I've taken my sweet time really, like, diving deep with you. And you've just been so patient, so I thank you, Lord God, and I thank you that I can take that patience that I've learned from you in my life and give that to others others that I know, and even others that I don't know. Thank you, Lord God, that you are kind, and because you are kind and I am your child,
0: mm.
1: I inherit that kindness. Mm. That May I cultivate that kindness. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I don't need to be envious. Thank you that I don't need to boast, that I don't need to be proud, except for to be proud and boasting in you. Mm. There's so many amazing things that in the moment were happening in my life that I was like, yay, look at me, look what I'm doing. And I look back and I'm like, God, that was so you. So I thank you that when we boast, it would only be in you. I pray against the want to dishonor others and be self-seeking. I can just see those going hand in hand because why do we dishonor? Because we are seeking our own agenda our own wants, our own desires. Pray that there would be self-control, not self-seeking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I Thank you, Jesus, that you are not easily angered. That's incredible. <laughs>
0: it's like... Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> the birds. The birds. Oh, man. Even the nature will bow down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, God, you are not easily angered Mm -hmm. and i think about all these silly things that anger me and it it doesn't need to be that way that i can look back to all the stories that i have heard and your sacrifice that you how you went to the cross for us and all the things that people said and did about you yet you remained calm because you knew who you were you knew what your identity was Mm -hmm. And I pray that when I am easily angered, that you would reveal to me what is going on in my heart, where that root has maybe taken place or where that, where that has taken root. I pray against the records of wrongs that we want to keep, not just towards others, but about ourselves. I pray in this moment for the person listening who has built a prison for themselves because the records of their own wrong and they're like nope i am just gonna tuck away i'm gonna build this brick house around me and each brick is a lie about what i've done what mistakes i've made i pray that that record we want to keep about ourselves would just be replaced with your truth thank you that love does not delight in evil but rejoices with truth that when we maybe hear things about someone or something, maybe that we wanted to have happened to us or someone that maybe we don't care for, that we're not delighting in their dismay or the bad things that have come their way. But I pray that we would just rejoice with truth. Thank you that love protects. Thank you for your protection over my life. I was just talking to Danielle about this of just... How many things? Well, maybe it was Morgan. I don't know. <laughs> We've been doing lots of talking, <laughs> but how every day we have something to be thankful for and and rejoice in because you are constantly protecting us. In the same way, I wouldn't go around telling everyone, "Look at all these like great things that they're like today." I wanted to say this to you ten times, but I didn't. I held my tongue. Like that's like not cool, right? But like how many times? Have you thwarted what was for evil, what the enemy meant for evil, and and you protected me? Thank you for protecting me, God. I can't, it'd probably be the amount of numbers of the stars in the sky that you have protected me, that I have no idea that you were even doing that. Thank you that love always trusts. We would trust in you. Always hopes always hopes. Man, when we lose hope, there is so much that we lose. I pray that we would not become cynical, but we would just be hopeful. I pray for perseverance in the good times, in the hard times, in the mountaintops, and the valleys, that we would persevere. Thank you for the last part, God, that love never fails. You never fail us. That in any situation, situation, even if it's not the outcome we'd hope for, that when we act and respond in love, your love, then we can't fail. We just praise you for these characteristics and qualities of you. May we be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.